In this segment of the Chief Yuya podcast, we're going to be speaking about ways that we can use silence to empower us and how often we confuse silence for quietness. Here we go. All right, so here we are again with our sixth installment, sixth installment of the Chief Yuya podcast. And like I said in the intro, we're going to be dealing with uh, the power and the value of silence in this particular one. And um, some of it is a, is a bit of a playoff and a bounce off of a video that I posted recently on my YouTube channel, which is also Chief Yuya. And there was a interaction or really what I called a schooling moment where I was being taught um, some perspective from a couple of Hebrew Israelites uh, in the Kansas City area of Missouri. And, um, you know, I shared the video not just because it was just a video of me, you know, interacting, but also to kind of willfully provide a guide. You know, a lot of people that saw it, they were saying, well, you know, Chief, you were, why were you listening to them? And why were you letting them to say this to you and say that to you? You know, in terms of their information. And the important thing that I was really trying to display was that you can interact with someone who you don't agree with or who doesn't agree with you and do so in a peaceably manner, peaceable manner, number one. And number two, you don't always necessarily have to prove and show a person that you know more than them in order to have a, a productive exchange. So really it was it was to willfully provide some measure of guide and some measure, some measure of example for people uh, who maybe find themselves in that situation or who really want to learn about how you build community and how you form alliances and make connections. So, of course, one of the, the fine arts <laughs> that I had to exhibit in that moment uh, was not only the, the fine art of patience, but also the fine art of silence. And uh, sadly, the meditation and, and, and the silence and really striving to reach a state of awareness by embracing silence is truly a forgotten art. And it's needed in order to stage the equilibrium that exists between sound and noise. You know, so, uh, of course, I took on that sense and I took on that um, sense of peace, you know, and peace is really knowing your identity in the midst of chaos. And I say that sense of peace because during that time when I have someone who is um, purporting to tell me about the word of God and what the most high says and what I should be doing and shouldn't be doing. And I was also told that I should let my beard grow out more and let my my uh, locks grow back and you know things like that and you know these are the things that the most high or, or god has commanded me to do in that moment i i had to pull into uh, my own foundations of course to be sure that i'm sitting and resting in peace and i can communicate peaceably by making sure that um, i'm very much aware of my own self-shape in the midst of, of so many things that are being offered to contemplate on if I so chose to. 
So the idea of not only being able to pull back, if you will, but the idea of being able to silence yourself in that moment as opposed to quiet yourself is really important. And I know, I think, well, I'm going to say I'm, I'm pretty positive. One of the challenges that a lot of people had spoke about when they saw the segment was, you know, of course, a lot. If you read the comments, you should check out the video. I think it's um, Chief Yuya Gets School by Hebrew Israelites in Kansas City, uh, Missouri. So what a lot of people expected me to do was to just quiet myself. And in that sense, quieting yourself doesn't necessarily mean that you're listening or you're quiet. I mean, I'm sorry, or you're silent, but you're just bringing the volume down, you know. But in in so many ways, silence is actually the opposite of quiet. You know, people use them synonymously and interchangeably with one another. But silence is the backdrop for enlightenment. Silence is, is when we're undisturbed. You know, when you're silent, when you're silent in your mind and in your psychological state, you're you're undisturbed, you're uninterrupted. And more importantly, you have removed internal and external chatter. Okay, and once you you begin to silence yourself, the first thing that silences, believe it or not, is not the internal, but the external. So what's on the outside of you begins to kind of go away. You know, it begins to kind of uh, drone out itself for a moment. And then that allows you the opportunity to deal with, you know, with whatever level of, of noise or whatever letter, level of chatter is existing on the inside. You know, so there's a there's a stark distinction between being silent or being quiet. You know, I could whisper something to you just like this. And if I talk like just like this. I'm being quiet. But I'm not necessarily being silent. You see, so there's a stark difference between being silent and being quiet, because when you're being quiet, uh, you're still your mind is still busy. You know, you're still conducting patterns of thought, you know, whereas when you're being silent, you're allowing the, the conduction and you're you're allowing the orchestration of your soul to express your its own dignity you see so in order for any great work to happen for in order for any great great creation to happen there has to be silence first because as things are created by by sound vibration which is totally true you know things are created by sound vibration that sound vibration has a background of silence in order for it to have something to come on to or something to launch from you know so in order to properly gain peace in order to properly pull from and to strengthen your authority of peace you first have to strengthen your ability to go silent and the truth is there's such a great power in it because when you're using too much sound or too much noise, you end up oftentimes drowning out your point. It's no different, you know, if you make a soup. If you make a soup in, or a salad and you put too many ingredients in it, you can ruin it. You know, it's just like a piece of music. 
uh, when you you know the, the the best songs really have the least amount of instrumentation, but each instrument in it is working in a synco- syncopated fashion to bounce off of each other. So it's the same thing when you're speaking to a person. You can build trust between you and that person by learning how to utilize silence. As you know, so you're listening. Your silence is your moment of listening. And in that moment, you know, um, you're listening, you're absorbing, you're allowing, you know, what they're saying to have a space in your psyche. And it's okay. So many people are afraid, you know, for other people's thoughts to have space in their psyche so what they do is they keep a constant internal chatter and you can feel it when you're talking to them i go through it with clients all the time when i'll say something i can tell they're not listening they say i'm I'm listening you always think i'm not listening to you it's not that i think that i can i know when someone's not listening i can hear the noise i can hear you're quiet you know but you're not silent and there's a stark distance again you know, um, if you look at any any depiction of anyone going on any kind of mystic journey, there's always this this um, this journey first through silence. Even monks, you know, when a person joins a monastery, you know, often what you find first is that they have to uh, go through a period where they don't speak, and you know, they call that you know like the vow of the, the monastic uh, vow of silence for some. But you'll find that um, under that sense of silence or under that rule of silence, there's an, there's an inner quiet that's acquired. And when that inner quiet is acquired after the external quiet is, is, is uh, and is external quiet because in a monastery, no one's speaking. Right. So your external environment is silent and then you're able to gather an inner quiet. And then once you're able to do that, now you can take on take on the, the deeper ideas and, and the deeper truths of what's being presented to you because you're being prepared to go out and to do things and, you know, evangelize or anything, you know, things like that in the world. But you, you're, you're able to take on the deeper truths, truths of that because you don't have all of that internal busyness. You don't have all of that internal judgment. As soon as someone says something, you have to say something back or you feel like you have to add on to whatever it is that they're saying. So, you know, in order to achieve that, you remove things from your environment. And for us, a lot of times that's removing social media. You know, the whole big thing, especially for the consciously aware, our biggest statement used to always be, I don't watch TV. I don't watch TV. You know, and that was the big thing to to brag about. And you still hear many people brag about, I don't even have a TV in my house. But TV doesn't have the, the, the market share anymore like it used to. YouTube does. You know, so social media is really that thing to take off in order to or take out, I, I should say, and take out and turn off to allow yourself, you know, moments and opportunities to go deeper into your interior character. So, you know, removing those distractions that begin to attack and assault your exterior character character you know no different than like certain smells certain sounds you know you find that um natural sounds are not necessarily considered to be a part of the external chatter whether they be you know um wind like a branch hitting the side of your home you know or the howling of the wind or animals rustling outside or or birds 
chirping, that's all still considered to be a part of the silence that's needed because it still allows you time and space to contemplate. And sometimes you can use the syncopated rhythm of nature in order to bring your mind to a, to a, a better state, space of awareness. And I, like I said, outside of that busyness and that noise. All right, we're going to get deeper into this. I just want to do some housekeeping real quick and we'll come right back to this. Okay, so first thing, red wrap, red wrap, red wrap. <laughs> uh, we're still in full effect with the red wrap. We have our distribution event that we're lining up for October uh, 17th. Originally, it was going to be a two-day event. Actually, actually, I think it's the 18th. I got to double check. It was going to be a two-day event, but uh, we decided to do it in one day. So we're going to kind of rearrange our movements a little bit. But uh, we're also, you know, if anyone is interested in doing any kind of um, workshop in regards to, you know, if you work in the medical profession, you know, so this is a shout out for, you know, and this will be in the New York City area, of course, for any um, health practitioners, nurses, doctors, you know, um, nursing assistants, so forth and so on. If you'd like to do a workshop, please reach out to us, you know, at redwrap at anulifeglobal.org. Redwrap at anulifeglobal.org. What we would like to do is not just share the products per se, but actually begin to create you know, some connections around learning, you know, some correct, some connections around just some education in terms of feminine hygiene and, and just female health, you know, womb health and things like that. And I know a lot of people have an interest in that area, but we definitely are looking for people who uh, may have some some level of certification uh, to do those levels of workshop, those kind of workshops. So please definitely reach out red wrap at anulifeglobal.org. And, um, you know, please follow the red wrap account. It's on social media. There's a Facebook page and there's a, an Instagram page. And I, I always say maybe Twitter, but I'm not sure, but really Facebook and Instagram, please definitely follow those. And you, you know, you'll get the updates as well as the Anu nation page and the Anu life global. I know we have a lot of pages, but it takes nothing to follow them, right? It's just a click of a button and you're done. Right. But that helps us to keep things organized because we got so many different things that we're doing and we don't want them to get lost in the shuffle of each other. But definitely the red wrap is in full effect. Feel free to send in your donations. Uh, you can also send them in the GoFundMe dot com forward slash red wrap. Um, and those what those donations allow us to do is not only to buy products, but other things like P.O. boxes, pickups, deliveries. Um, also, you know, giving the volunteers something, you know, so that way, you know, they can eat, <laughs> you know, things like that. Um, we're also, we, we want to, um, get some, some apparel this time around too. We were going to try to do it last time, but it just, you know, didn't really make the deadline to, to receive the, the clothes in time, but we wanted to make sure that when our volunteers, so we basically had them all wear red, you know, but we want to make sure that when they come into the space, the shelter, that they're easily identified and, um, you know, people feel a little more comfortable with them knowing that they're, they're together and they're part of an organization. So we're going to get some, some red wrap apparel and also the donations also help with the, um, the, the merchandise, like the bags, you know, if you look at the, the documentary, the mini documentary we did, which you should have by now, you heard that, um, 
you know, one of the sisters has spoken about that because we did the things with, you know, like specialized bags. It was a little bit more dignified. So, you know, um, we're going to have to get some more bags and stuff like that. So, you know, your donations really, really help a lot in terms of um, making sure that it's a it's a respectable and dignified, you know, um, experience. And at the same time, our volunteers are treated with dignity and respect because they don't have to be helping out. And I'm very, 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 very thankful. I mean, I know they're not doing it for me. <laughs> you know, they're doing it for, for themselves and for the women. But I'm thankful nonetheless, you know, that I'm thankful for them for doing it. So that's the deal with the Red Wrap. Also, the documentary, All Whores Go to Heaven, GoFundMe.com forward slash AWGTH. We're still in full effect. And, you know, for any of you listening, because I know I, I do have a lot of listeners who are in the life uh, if you're interested in being interviewed for uh, Old Horse Go to Heaven, definitely reach out to us. You can DM us on the social media accounts, I Black Eye, um, I Black Eye Films, excuse me. There's a Facebook page, which is also an Instagram page, I Black Eye Films. Definitely hit up the, the, the inbox. Or if you know someone who might be interested in being interviewed who is currently in a life or was in the life, you know, definitely. Um, have them reach out and you know we'll coordinate it and and chop it up and see where we can where we can go from there as far as that is concerned also we have a a new uh social media account for our new women but it's it's we went with our new womb we actually were going to change it to the our new woman and um you know sister felt our new womb was was a better better feel it's okay you know, <laughs> our new womb is is the social media handle. So definitely reach out over there. Um, we're getting ready to distribute the applications to be a part of um, the our new women. All right. So keep your eye out for that. You'll see announcements on that soon. But follow the social media accounts so that way you'll know when we when we drop those, which will probably be, you know, in another day or so, a couple of days. Um, so there is an application process this time around. All right. The other thing, too, is that, like I shared, we're getting our chapters up and going. And one of the places we're looking at right now um, where we've been in talks is is Florida. All right. So we're going to have a, a Florida, our new chapter. Uh, they've already met up and done things before, but we're going to have an official chapter uh, that we should have up and running by next month. Next month, September, we're working on the uh, framework now, but by next month, that should be up and running. All right. And I'll give you some more information you know, as to how to register for that and be a part of that as far as that chapter work. All right. So a lot of things going on. Um, get your copy of the audio book, The 14 Keys. All right. It will help you a lot. Just listen to it. Listen to it. Listen to it. And also I have some um, archive videos, um, some lectures that previously were only on DVD that should be on Amazon pretty soon. I'll send links and stuff from my social media accounts once it's up. But they're being they're currently being going through the approval process right now for those, you know, so there'll be some new material to um, soak up you know, up on Amazon soon. And if you please, if you're enjoying these podcasts and whatnot, make sure you leave an iTunes review. Make sure you leave an iTunes review. Make sure you leave an iTunes review. All right. And the same thing goes for the books, the audio books and all that. Leave an Amazon review. 
don't be stingy let the world knows it know that you're enjoying the material that allows me not to have to do so much and have to explain what it's about every time <laughs> every time what's this book about what is it about you know so leave a review because from your perspective is different to mine you know leave it from your own perspective all right so that's enough i mean i had some more some more housekeeping but i want to actually get back into this um segment all right here we go all right so back to the to the subject at hand and of course we're talking about the uh the power and the need for silence and you know one of the important things that we willfully begin to uncover as we're working towards the higher planes of existence and really trying to live our lives you know like spiritual beings we start to realize that there is a keen relationship between silence and sound so it's not that sound is inherently evil because it's again what's used for creation but we've been bombarded by noise in this time period and often when there is no noise we seek to we either seek it or we create noise sometimes you even find that in young people you know you you have a moment where everyone has to be quiet or everyone has to be silenced and uh one will just begin to make noise or begin to tap things tap things out with a pen or their foot or whatever but because there's a silencing uh that has to happen externally and internally in order for us to communicate with our higher selves so there's so many things that come into play in order to block that actual transmission you know and when your mind is is full of materialistic thought and materialistic thought is the thought of attachment it's constantly telling you what you're attached to and you know it's constantly telling you things about time time is money i can't sit here quiet what happens is when it's when you're constantly filled with the materialistic thought of attachment then you're unable to experience the consciousness of love you're unable to experience the dimension or the the element of light or ether or akasha they're they're all the same thing or you're unable to experience the spirit and the of the consciousness of beauty you know because like i said often we seek noise where there is no noise or we create noise when there is no noise because we're so used to being bombarded by noise and and we confuse silence with just refrainment refraining so we'll say well i'm not talking but there's an emotional storm that's raging inside of you you know, making all of this noise. Sometimes you'll even, you know, I've gone through this a lot, you know, in my work. You'll be giving the truth to someone in a session and you hear them breathing really hard. <sighs> you know, it'll be over the phone and you say, are you okay? Yeah, I'm just listening to you. You're not listening. You're, you're, you're raging, <laughs> you know, uh, because in order to truly listen, you have to be silent. That's the key. And what happens is that every component of you has to align itself with the, the, the will of silence. You know, your your mind, your body, and your spirit, or that trinity, in order for it to communicate, in order for the three to communicate to the one, which is an, which is an esoteric statement, um, if you really think about it. What is the three? Mind, body, and spirit. What is it trying to communicate with? The one. In order for the three to communicate with the one, all three have to be silent. If you have one being silent, but two others are being quiet, then there's no communication with the one. Because the one is not going to really communicate with you in an effective way until you're silent. 
you see and that's a basic law of of spirituality that when you say something you have to wait for the answer and you have to be silent through and through in order to receive your answer it's a powerful tool of empowerment even in business you know when you're negotiating you ever negotiate with someone and um they go quiet on you they go silent on you and you know you start to question Maybe the terms that you've put forth. You find that sometimes in movies, even with hostage situations, you know, that the, the person holding someone for hostage or the cop on the other end just hangs up the phone and then it throws everything off, you know. So that silence, it, it can empower you in so many different ways, but it also gives the opportunity for people to share when you're able to silence yourself. And we live in a society now where we use so many extra noises and so many extra words to get our point across that we're actually bombarding ourselves with a lot of external noises. And mostly it's because people don't think before they talk, you know, or like the most honorable Elijah Muhammad would speak about thinking seven times before you spoke so imagine if you did that how many words you would filter through so by the time you actually would say something it would be imbued with the with the equilibrium of what's actually effective and not just with the noise you're seeking for you see that's why we we have breathing techniques that we use where we just focus on our breath and we focus on our state of, of awareness and we focus on the importance of our purpose why we're actually here so that way things that are Surrounding why we're actually here or the noise that surrounds it, we start to see if it's important, if it's applicable to where we're at or if we're relating something that um, shouldn't necessarily be in place. And again, it's not that there's an antagonistic relationship between silence and sound because before there's sound, there must be silence. And after the sound, there's going to be silence. So you start to see that they actually, they they, they, they have a repercussive relationship with one another but of course in balance there has to be you know an equality to how each one expresses itself and sometimes it seems really strange for us it seems really difficult for us to imagine really entering into a spirit of silence and most importantly preserving the silence that already exists I don't know if anyone you've ever experienced hiking or camping going into a natural environment where it's nice and silent and um, someone comes with a big radio <laughs> or they're just loud you know and unnecessarily loud and where the silence began to unfold on itself and enjoy itself now someone comes and pokes a hole inside of it invoking a different type of spirit of noise and then what happens is it begins to break that inner joy of silence that you had inside of yourself. And you say, oh, man, why can't they just go somewhere with all that noise? Why can't they just be quiet? You know, so when you're looking at silence, it, it goes so far, so far, so much further beyond individual silence, you know, and you start to see how collective or external silence can affect the individual. So then you feel a different sense of purpose. You feel a different sense of responsibility and receptivity to silence because you understand that if I help to preserve the silence outside of me, I help to preserve the silence inside of me. You know, I become a direct curator of that and I can put my attention to the centering effect that silence has. You see, like 
even during your day, if you just take a moment to center yourself through silence, just be quiet, go someplace quiet. Oftentimes people do that on their lunch breaks at their jobs. They go sit inside of their car, you know, and because and within the car, it's of course, it's kind of womb like, but it gives them an opportunity to embrace the silence that already exists in their heart and to get rid of all the external chatter. So um, we can penetrate a higher level of consciousness by not allowing the silence that's already beckoning to come to be penetrated. You see, so we start to develop a sense of of tension when we're unable to center ourselves on silence, when we're always quiet. And sometimes our quietness is easily conveyed into sneakiness. You know, we just don't tell people what we're doing and we assume that to be quiet. But that's not necessarily meditative. It's not necessarily a vigilant form of awareness. You know, I've said before in previous segments that often people confuse enlightenment or higher, higher, well, I don't even want to say higher, but I'll just say enlightenment with the ability to observe thought. Observing thought is no different than just reading a book. It's no different than listening to a conversation or listening to a piece of music. The The, the purpose of meditative Consciousness and, and any form is not to necessarily observe thought, though that is a stage, but the purpose is to control thought. So when you're able to completely control thought, everything that pops inside of your mind and not, now you've achieved that state of full silence. Because once you have full silence, it's like a blank canvas. And I can put what I want on that canvas. I can put whatever thoughts I want onto it. Which means if I can put whatever thoughts I choose to in my mind, I can put whatever realities I choose to in the world without any extra entanglements. You know, sometimes we 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 do have the ability to manifest things and we think about things and they come to pass. But because of all the internal chatter that exists inside of us and outside of us, what we manifest comes attached with whatever we were chattering about internally. Or whatever fears and psychosis, or again, like I spoke about how that materialistic mind takes hold of things and doesn't let go, you know, so the effects of silence on our on our personality, you know, really, they, it allows us to center, it allows us to regenerate, um, it allows us to replenish our spiritual centeredness, centeredness, um, and it, it allows us to live kind of within a zone that we can create for ourselves, you know, if you will, or, or a dimension of silence, if you will. And of course, we're able to align more closely with our soul energy, because remember, the one doesn't really speak until the three are quiet. So as long as the body is rumbling, which is your emotions or the mind is rumbling, which is your materialistic you know, mind going off or your spirit is wandering all over the place because you have spiritual tension, then you're not really going to be able to listen to what the soul is saying to you. So it's not just enough to have the costume. It's not just enough when you're doing something crazy. And I spoke about this recently because it's something that's so annoying. You know, a lot of times people will be going off and sometimes, you know, a lot of times it's me talking to women. 
you know, I, I have to. I'm going to just say what it is because this podcast isn't about being politically correct. We live in a society now where so many things are being thrown out the women, window. So soon you won't even be able to say women anymore. But your power is silence. That's your place. Your place is the enfolding of silence. But no one wants their place, so they aspire for a different place. They aspire for a different path. So instead of using the power of silence, you use the pseudo power of noise. Not even words, noise. You create through silence, he creates through his word sound. But you skip over your creation ability and go to his, and all you're creating is chaos and noise. What you saw in that clip on YouTube, you saw a great example of a male who wasn't listening. You know, that individual couldn't feel or actually hear where I was coming from because they had their own script. They had their own internal chatter. So as a result, what did they really create in me? What did they really um, motivate me to heed? Nothing. Because if you're not quiet, that means you can't listen to what I'm saying. You see, and because you're not preserving the external, you know, your internal silence is not preserved. All right. That's been our segment. Uh, there were some questions I wanted to read off the comments on the YouTube videos, but I'll probably do that in the next segment. All right. But until such time, take a moment during your day and dare to be silent, dare to manifest some silence and enjoy the, the elementals that are around you. Don't seek noise. You know, when you have an opportunity to argue with someone, seek the silence that that comes from the peace.